Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Soaring with Eagles. We're very happy to be here with you again today. I am on with the very vibrant and beautiful Katarina. How are you this morning? Good morning. I am so excited to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. And before we get started on today, actually, the show title today is related to international mindset, global thinking in the international mindset. So excited to to get into that. Um, But I want to just give a quick shout out to everyone who just really made my birthday this past week uh, a a success. Uh, Voice America showed up and showed out. They had a number of people there. They were one of the main sponsors. And what we do is uh, we, we have a, a luncheon for the homeless uh, every, every first Saturday, Saturday. And this particular first Saturday was my birthday. And so I turned double nickels, the big 55, and we had a really big celebration. And so they were a part of that hundreds and hundreds of meals that we served as well as we went to the streets. And they were the main ones this past Saturday that went out to the streets. So we served almost a couple hundred meals uh, out there too, walking around to various parks and things. So Voice America, Sandra, Ryan, and all of those who showed up, thank you, thank you, thank you. And today, what we're going to talk about is the international mindset. Now, before we get into that, I just want you to introduce yourself and what you do and what you've done all over the world, which is why you're just a prime candidate for today's show. Absolutely, so thank you for that. First of all, happy birthday. Thank you. Anyone that's looking at you the way I am right now, I would have shaved 20 years off of that 55 and said you were 35. So whatever you're doing is working really well for you. And I actually think, Crystal, it's the passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the work that I do, for those of you who may be new to me, my name is Katerina Kazayas, and I am known as America's Media Mindset Mentor. Mm -hmm. I work internationally in the space of media and communications. And as a premium transformational leading expert in my field, One of the things that I recognized as I was going around the world helping companies, brands, people gain international media exposure was that even though we got them that appearance on whatever the local Channel 6 was, into their publications, newspapers, magazines, if they didn't work on their mindset and really tap into the inner celebrity, then they would make the appearance and it would fall flat. So the mindset piece of media exposure and just of life in general is so important. And even though I'm known as America's media mindset mentor, I do mindset mentoring around the world and effectively work with people on their charisma, on their communication, on their confidence. And then, you know, just really finding that inner superhero so that we can all go play big. Right, right. And it's all about playing big. It's all about, you know, one of the things I have is related to dreams to destiny. And we have to be transformational and be controversial and be the answer to someone else's problem. And so how do you do that? If, if you don't have the passion behind the fact that you are the answer, then then who's going to listen to you, whether it's in America or, or somewhere else, right? And and especially when, when you're working internationally, I've been working internationally, I, I mentioned uh, before the show uh, uh, to Katarina that my first main international trip. I don't count Canada. We've been going to Canada. <laughs> I, I love Canada. It's not that I don't really count you, but you know, since I was in elementary school, but in high school, I uh, was on an international tour in Norway, uh, Sweden, and Denmark playing the piano and clarinet for inter- international band. And that was my first taste of, of going international. And since then, I've been to 25, 30 countries or so working and speaking and doing missions. And so when you do that, Uh, there's a lot of things that you need to take into account. And that's why I'm really, really happy about the show today because when we talk about mindset, this is our fourth week, fourth week on mindset. And so there's all different aspects of it, right? Your your mind is just such an amazing thing that um, you can't just spend just one week on it. So we're on a whole leadership series, mindset series. So, So thank you for being a part of that today. So when we talk about mindset, I've had each person on 
uh, basically define mindset in their own words. So, so go ahead and take a shot at, at it. Absolutely. So when I think mindset, it's funny because the word mind is prominent. And yet a lot of what happens in the mind is being fueled by emotion. And it really comes down to that mind-body connection. Right. And I like to add a third element, which is the spiritual nature. Uh, without getting into religion, we can almost take it to a scientific level in quantum physics. Mm-hmm. There is scientific evidence and proof now that there's a quantum field around us. And with our emotion, with our thoughts, with our mind and our heart, when those two are in congruency, we have the ability to change the way that quantum field plays out. So we really are the ones that are creating our reality, that have the ability to control and define our destiny. And that only happens when we understand what mindset we're in. So for me, mindset is really the mind, body, spirit connection, Mm -hmm. and really focusing on what it is that we actually want, not what are we coming from. And for me, I see it internationally, the people that are uh, proverbially stuck are stuck because they are either super focused in the past or really anxious about a future that hasn't even come yet. The key is coming back to present moment, back to the now. You know, Eckhart Tolle is a genius with his book, The Power of Now. Uh, But it's a real simple reminder that if you're stressed about your bills, if you're stressed about how something's going to happen, take a look around. What is the problem right now? Right. Typically for most of us, there isn't one. Right. And so... I really appreciate that because you brought in the various various elements related to to how you look at mindset and uh, for me it's it's basically a I guess maybe a simplistic definition related to you know just how you think and what you do with what you think because we have to have the do element in it because so many people you know they have a thought about this or a thought about that and and they look at that as being mindset Okay, but it's really what are you going to do with those thoughts? And for me, I like to play on that uh, that piece about thoughts because you're right. We have the ability to think what we want to think, and we assume, and that's the ego coming into play, that we are the ones thinking. In fact, for those of you who might meditate, for those of you who are stepping into greater conscious awareness. What you'll recognize is the thoughts uh, pass like little boats on a river. And it's up to us to choose which thought we want to tack onto. The thoughts are in the universal subconscious mind. So when we decide what thought we want to think, what happens is we get inspired into action. Going back to your piece about the action, when you are in alignment with your authentic self and your authentic vision for self, the action becomes easy because it is inspired. And when it's inspired, it's also coming with that passion, that purpose, that energy. And irrespective of where you find yourself in the world, what part of the geographical uh, sphere, sphere on the map, what socioeconomic class, what race, what gender, those who have succeeded are those who are coming with that energy and that passion. That's true. That's true. And so... Whether you're in America, whether you're overseas, you know, on any stage or on anything that you're doing in front of people, they can tell whether you're authentic or not. Right. So so it's a matter of understanding when we say international mindset, um, how you prepare to to do business, to do public speaking, to do anything overseas. There, there are steps that we take that we we don't necessarily take the exact steps when we're working here in, in America. So can you maybe just take us through maybe just a couple, two or three steps, and then I'll, I'll give my opinion on that. On that sure, as well. Absolutely. So thank you for that. For those of you who have done business internationally, you'll know that the number one consideration that you want to take into account before you venture anywhere is doing your research on the country itself, on some of their habits, on some of their mannerisms. And I'll give you a funny little example going back to, uh, to Canada. I'm actually Canadian. And, uh, and I, too, have traveled outside of Canada to many places. My family is originally Greek. And when you get onto a stage in Greece, you know, Americans, Canadians, you know, we have a tendency to say hi. You know, hey, good morning. Hi. Well, this action of raising your hand and your palm outwards is a massive, massive um, 
um, what's the word? Uh, ter- it's, it's like a terrible hand action that really means like, you know, go take yourself down the river kind of thing. And so you want to make sure that you don't show up to, uh, you know, a, a room full of Greek people and go like this, hi, because it will absolutely come across as a negative connotation and you'll lose them before you even get started. So number one tip is absolutely do your research and understand what some of the um, some of the mannerisms in that local culture are. The second thing to remember, in my opinion, is remembering that although there are differences, at the end of the day, there are many, many similarities. And humans are humans, irrespective of where they are in the world. A smile is a smile, and it is understood as a smile. I do a lot of work with body language and micro expressions. And regardless of whether you speak the same language or not, you are perceptive enough to recognize if that smile is genuinely smiling back up to the eyes or if it's a sinister smile. So you can feel confident in knowing that a lot of the things you're already used to assessing in people are actually universal. Right, right. Yeah, and I I think that's one thing that you said is just really important just at the very end as far as assessing. So in order to assess, you have to have the information to do the assessment, right? And so studying the country that you're going to go to and the mindset portion comes into rewiring your mind in order to be able to understand some of what may be cultural bias or, you know, just cultural differences, as well as the similarities. Uh, I have uh, three books out. I think it was my, it's my second book that's called Celebrate the Things That Make Us One. And so there's pictures and poems in there for uh, things that my mom and dad, you know, how they raised us. And like I said, we spent a lot of time in Canada. So, so much so, you know, the one campground we went to, I was actually in the wedding of, of the daughter of the campground owner in even when my dad couldn't go, my mom and I in in the fog in the middle of the night driving up there and we would stay, you know, at their house or one of their one of their uh, places on the campground. Uh, so we were really, really close to them. And um, me being black, African-American, whatever, and being in this wedding and we were going dress shopping. Some people, you know, just were looking at me, you know, all different. Uh, then they looked at the rest of the wedding party and my friend, she got so upset, you know, with some of the questions that they were asking, you know, was she from Canada too? It's like, well, no, but she's my friend and she's in the wedding, you know, but everybody else there, they knew me. And so uh, a lot of what you do even in Canada is different than what you do in the United States. And some of the Americans would go there and just, you know, trash the the campground and just be disrespectful, uh, just even just, you know, over the, the bridge to Canada. So you can imagine in other countries, if you don't know and understand the culture, it can really be an issue. So let's talk about uh, as far as the information to be able to assess. Now, when you go, do you do research as well as uh, maybe even go a few days early to just connect with the people or how, how do you go about doing that? Absolutely. So the best way, of course, to do your research is Google these days, right? We are all have the internet at our fingertips. But my second tip, and this has helped me many, many times, is to put a call into the local um, <clears throat> consulate. The local consulate is full of information that is exactly set to allow tourists, business people, people from other places, the tips to understand what it is that's different about that culture. And I just want to jump on something that you had said a little bit earlier. As somebody that works as a media trainer, works with people to get them ready for on-camera appearances, one of the things that I find is very prevalent in North America is this fear of public speaking. And it's a fear of having your voice heard. It's a fear of really public judgment. Now, uh, I want to point something out for those of you who might be familiar with San Diego, California, uh, beautiful city, sunny San Diego. It's literally a skip and a hop away from the Mexican border, from Tijuana. So you get two little kids that grow up, one of them on the California side, 20 miles north, one of them on the Tijuana side, 20 miles south. And those two children from a very young age are brought up to look at speaking to strangers very, very differently. The American child is told, don't speak to strangers, danger, 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 something will happen to you. 
The Mexican child is encouraged to speak to strangers because the strangers have the money, the strangers have the opportunity, the strangers are fueling the tourist economy. And so you take that same child 40 years later, they're now in their mid-40s, the American child is scared to death of sales, scared to death to go talk to strangers, scared to death to do anything that uses his or her voice, and the Mexican child has been encouraged to do just the opposite. And so you can kind of look at this in various parts of the world. Northern Europe has a similar vocal system, if you will, with North America versus the Mediterranean, Spain, Italy, France, Germany, um, not Germany so much because it's central, but the Mediterranean countries that, again, are fueled on tourism. Their kids, their people, their mannerisms are much more outgoing because they had to use those skills to survive. So going back to the consulate of a country is a great way to hack. Who am I going to talk to and what do I need to step into in order to connect with these people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I think it's perfect because, you know, back in the day, 1964, okay, you know, we had to, uh, well, I didn't use it right when I came out the womb, but, you know, we had the, the encyclopedias. So that's how you learned about other countries was, you know, with the, the encyclopedias. And, and then there were a number of shows on uh, that had where you could do global thinking. But I really appreciate how my parents uh, allowed me to take that initial trip because it just, it, it made me just see, you know, so much more uh, that, that I could even do in the world by, by taking that first trip in high school. And so thus the, the book Flint Out Loud uh, was launched at Secret Knock um, earlier this year. And it will be uh, actually out on Amazon and all of that by the end of this year. And so it talks about 11 controversial lessons of strategy, leadership, and success. And part of it goes back to my parents using that and not even knowing that they were using that related to how they were raising us. And so when you gave that story about the two little children, uh, that that really hit home with me because it's kind of how my brother and I were, were raised as opposed to other people in my neighborhood. So that was, that was spot on. And, and, and it is something that, you know, how you were raised affects your mindset and how you were raised affects whether you can even branch off into having a global thinking mindset or international mindset. Now I want to go over those two terms, global thinking versus international mindset, okay? Global thinking versus international. So global thinking sometimes means what we're talking about overseas, but also Global is where you're taking a bigger view of something versus just a a linear, just a smaller view. So when you are thinking and speaking and training um, and doing business overseas, you have to take more of that global view, even when you're having an international mindset. Mm -hmm. So it's combining those two. So can you can you speak on that? Yeah, so absolutely. And I like what you think when, when you talked about global, because for me, when I hear the word global, I think of uh, concepts that transcend geography. So things like climate control, uh, you know, the refugee and immigration crisis, um, you know, gender equality, human rights. When I think of international, I almost think of one country to one country. Mm-hmm. So something like a trade war between the U.S. and Canada uh, or, or the U.S. and China, for example. Um, So for me, global, although the two terms terms are often interchanged, global comes with a very different, um, more expansive view. And what I'd like to touch on in in just a little bit is something I call the three C's. Okay. Let's let's go into that as soon as we, uh, we can, because I think your audience will enjoy this. Okay. So we will take a break and then we will get into these three C's. I can't wait to hear what that's about. And uh, we just thank you all for listening to our first segment. I want to apologize on here, even though they're not on here for the Facebook Live people. I've got a message. So I did post on there. That was one of the things I was doing was typing a note that uh, we're having some Facebook Live difficulty, but we will post this and get it out in email and other ways so that people can can get it that normally uh, watch on Facebook Live. So we will take a short break now with Voice America and we will be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Soaring with Eagles. I believe this is our fourth season. So, so excited because next month we would have been on for a year. So we've had thousands of people listening to the show. We've added countries left and right, and I think we're up to over 30. Uh, Like I said last show, and I still didn't do it. I apologize. I was supposed to count because I keep losing count, but that's a good thing, I guess, you know, losing account of of how many countries, but I really want to get up into the hundreds. There's, you know, millions of people out there that, that need to hear this information, especially today's show on international mindset. So uh, we would like to welcome back Katerina. And she said before break, she wanted to give us some information about the three C's. So super excited to hear what that's about. Perfect. So what I've noticed through my work internationally and working with people to get them trained for on-camera appearances is that confident people get further in life. They just do. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. The beautiful thing is that confidence can be learned. There's a fallacy that you're either born with charisma, you're born with confidence, you're born with good communication skills, and all of those can be learned. So the three C's are confidence, charisma, and communication. Now, the beautiful thing is that everyone has their own unique CCC ratio, and there's no right or wrong. It's just that some people are intrinsically naturally confident. Some people are natural communicators, and some people are just flashy and naturally charismatic. Um, what I'd love to do is give you an example of some people who step into this three, 3C ratio uh, and lead with something that's very different from the other person, but really, at the end of the day, all three are global powerhouses. So okay. when you think of confidence, one of the first people that come to my mind is Madonna, Okay. This was a 19-year-old girl that walked into a room with a record in her hand, and she said, play my record, and the DJ did. And everything Madonna has ever done has come from her sense of confidence. Somebody else who has been just as powerful, but in a very different way, is somebody that leads with charisma. And that somebody that did a masterful job of this was Princess Diana. Not confident, not loud, but had a graceful benevolence that had people watching her from the minute she walked into a room to the minute she left. She was leading with her natural charisma. Mm -hmm. Somebody that is an absolute powerhouse on the communication side is, you know, somebody that everyone knows internationally, Oprah Winfrey. She is a masterful communicator. She gets us to listen to her. We listen back. We talk. We interact. We hear her. She hears us. So my point is all three of these women are very powerful, leading with a different part of the CCC. So if you've told yourself, well, I'm introverted, you know, I'm not the type of person to get up there and to lead, think about the quiet benevolence of a leader like Gandhi, okay? This was somebody that mobilized 200 million people to peacefully overthrow a government. He wasn't loud. He wasn't bolsterous. He wasn't wearing, you know, yellow jackets and tattoos, but he was an incredibly charismatic leader. So again, irrespective of what part of the world you find yourself in, part of the key, part of going back to mindset, part of creating awareness for who you are is to really recognize what are some of your innate skills and how can you build on those? Right. And I think one thing that is really good, too, that I continue to go back to um, 
at least once a month or so is the Myers-Briggs. So just understanding, you know, what is your personality type? And if you look at the people that are in that type, you know, they, they do have all these different studies and things on Google now where you can see, you know, what are who are the current leaders that are in the same personality type that, that I have? And so in doing so, you can look at what they've done in their life and study them and do the assessment and what they've done locally as well as internationally and and maybe have where you tweak your three C's based on the personality type. And so uh, that that's one thing I go back to. One thing that you said that I'm just upset that I now have this visual in my head with Gandhi and tattoos and a red jacket. You should. <laughs> very- I'll just, I'll just <laughs> shook up your world, baby. Welcome to 55. I'm a very visual person. And I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Because I was just reading a book uh, my, my daughter had. I was just visiting her and her husband um, in Okinawa and going through some of her books while I was there and had a couple notes out of uh, a book by him. Um, uh, in one of my shows that I did from there. And now I'm just thinking about him with this yellow jacket. So I'm just going to leave that alone. Maybe we can just take that part out of the show and just never come back. <laughs> right, absolutely. You know, and, and one of the things that I, I want to just add to to what we're sharing is um, Gary V. those of you that follow Gary Vaynerchuk, talks about this all the time. He says, one of the biggest mistakes that we've made is that we tell children to focus on their weaknesses not on their strengths. So think about this. You're a child and you're growing up in South Africa and you love your Legos, okay? Legos are your thing. And you get put into school at the age of six or seven and they tell you, put the Legos down and concentrate on reading, writing, and arithmetic. Mm -hmm. Because that's now what we're going to grade you on is reading, writing, and arithmetic. But we haven't yet determined if this child is perhaps a spatial genius, perhaps the next greatest architect, And what we've told him to do is put down his passion and start to work into a world where if you don't hit certain milestones, we're going to then communicate to you that you're average, you're mediocre, you're nothing special. We then compound that for people when they start to get, you know, 10 years later, when they're thinking for themselves, 16, 17, 18 years old. And what do we do as societies globally? We tell them, hey, wait a second, you're never going to get the girl if you don't have that car. You're never going to be beautiful if you don't put on those eyelashes. We, we continue to reinforce that they're not enough. Next thing you know, Crystal, we have a society of people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who still don't know who they are, who have never even understood that there is a genius inside that they could possibly tap into. Right. You're like, oh, did you read my book already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading your mindset. <laughs> Great minds think alike, right? So um, part of what's in my book is, is talking about my elementary school teachers, okay? And when we talk about strategy, leadership, and success, again, and I say it throughout there, is that they did not use those three words, okay? But that was what they were doing. They had where they we focused on the arts as well as on the science and, and the mathematic part. So, you know, the left and right brain. And I really appreciate growing up in Flint, Michigan. It's called Flint Out Loud because of the fact that there's so many things that I learned there that have taken me, taken me through life, uh, through life uh, here in the United States, as well as being an international consultant and speaker and all of that. And so uh, they did not have me put that down. So there are a lot of things that I do and I do very well um, in a lot of areas, both left and right brain. And the people who see me do music and art and draw and use my sketches for different things that they need to have that for, or the choreography, we, you know, the different things that we do, they think that that's all I do. And then the engineering people and all of the technical people think that that's all I do, but you know, they actually, um, that's really not true because what we've done now is with full color movement and with all the different businesses, people now on the technical side donate and do things to help the nonprofit. So our, all of the profit centers and things that I do consulting over here have, uh, fueled and funded the nonprofit side. So I'm just really thankful for that. And then there was another point that you mentioned. Um, it was, well, the Gary Vee was that part. There was another thing that you said that triggered another thought that I'm like, she's just all in my book. So <laughs> you're going to need to read it. It will all be familiar to you already based on what you're saying. Well, it's funny because I was going to say, right, um, great minds think alike. And, and again, what I'd like to share with the audience is through my experience of working internationally, and, and I'm sure you would probably agree, 
there is a, a collective humanity that does transcend the international geographical reach. Now, if you're going to do business, you really need to be aware of, of those tactical elements. Uh, but at the end of the day, let's remember that we're human to human. And as a communications expert, what I'd like to share with people is a reminder that only 5% of our words, uh, I'm sorry, 5% of how we communicate comes from our words. 30 to 35% comes from our voice, our tonality, the inflection, the articulation, which leaves 50 to 55% that's actually coming from body language. And for the most part, that body language tends to be universal. You know, if somebody's sitting with their arms crossed, chances are there's something that's not jiving between the two of you. Now, right. if you're up in Iceland, maybe they're just cold. But the point is that we have the ability as humans to read ourselves and read each other. And so for anyone that is looking to go do business internationally, I would say to you, don't be scared. Just do your prep work. And remember that at the end of the day, it's our energy, it's our aura, it's our being that is actually communicating more so than the words coming out of our mouth. Yeah, and that is so, so true because you're going to make mistakes, okay? You're not going to know every single thing about the culture before you go uh, because you just, you, you weren't raised there. And so with the various places I go, I do try to have where I do a little bit of language training so I can just be yeah. able to uh, articulate, you know, at the very, you know, lower level to be able to get a taxi or whatever it is that I may need to do. Um, but also, uh, it's it's the body language part, okay? Because, Body language in various cultures, just like you said, with the hand out, uh, is 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 key because there are things that are just just strict no nos that you would not do. And in China and Japan, especially in Japan, you know they honor you as the guest, and so you have to eat first. You have to do a lot of different things first because you are the guest, and so you can't make faces and you can't um, do certain things that you may do here, certain things you may say. Uh, because they're looking at you. They're looking at you. And so that body language part is so key. The people who are the chefs, they're looking at you. And then all of the people at the table, they're all looking because depending on where you are in the course, if it's 15 courses, they just come right away with the next one and the next one. And so you're, you're being watched. And so it's, it's the same as being on stage, right? You, you, you have to understand that body language part. I'm really, really glad that you brought that up. Yes. And another thing that I want to bring up is uh, I talk a lot about awareness um, because until we become aware of what our internal communication is sounding like, we don't really recognize that perhaps we're the ones standing in our own way. You know, we all hear get out of your own way. And I remember for many years I was thinking, well, what the heck does that mean? You know, I'm here. How do I get out of my own way? And uh, a few years back, a co-author of mine, she's from Portugal, speaking of international, she and I wrote a book called Rising Up from Mental Slavery, How to Unleash Your Infinite Potential. And one of the first chapters talks about internal self-dialogue and really remembering that the subconscious mind is hearing everything. If you sit there telling yourself every day, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, you're literally giving a command to yourself to make sure that your outer world is reflecting that reality. So if you're looking to change what's in your bank account, you really need to step into the feeling of, I've invested my money. I am investing my money. I am making money. It's on its way to me versus I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. That will continue to just remain your reality. And so if you are shy about public speaking, if you are shy about getting out there into the media, and right now, media exposure is very important. Um, and I'd love to go into developing an omni-media strategy in just a few minutes. Uh, but what I'd like to do first is just remind you that it has to do with how you speak to yourself. And the words that follow I am are incredibly important. I had a client of mine, Rock Thomas, and he runs a movement called the I am movement. And if you think about it, if you wake up every morning and you tell yourself, I am the best real estate agent in my city, I am the best real estate agent in my city, eventually, like you were talking about earlier in the show, your thoughts are going to affect your action. The action is going to be reflected in the reality. And you will one day, maybe in three years, maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years, you have the opportunity to wake up and be the best real estate agent in your city. So it's a matter of how are you talking to yourself and getting yourself out of mental slavery. 
Right, right. And so that auto suggestion, you know, related to Napoleon Hill, as well as just positive affirmations and waking up with gratitude, you know, David Meltzer, he's really into the gratitude movement. Um, all of those things really help us to have that different mindset. And one thing I wanted to mention also, you know, relating back to something that you said uh, is when we go back to global thinking and international mindset, um, one of the things that we talk about is flexibility. Mm-hmm. Flexibility. You have to be able to be flexible in your style and in your approach and even maybe even changing how you, you use your hands and your body and just being able to have that flexibility is, is, is key. So um, if you can just maybe talk a, a little bit on that before we go to our last break. Absolutely. As you were talking, I was thinking about times that I had traveled to the Middle East and also into Istanbul and Turkey. And out of courtesy and respect for the culture, it really is suggested that women wear a scarf on their heads. And I had a few colleagues of mine that were just very American. And no, I don't need to do that. That's not what I do. And, and you know, going back to your talk about flexibility, why would you want to enter any situation already in a hostile energy because of what is perceived to be lack of respect? Right. So my advice is do what you can to be respectful and be malleable, be flexible, and allow for the ease and the grace of that experience to come to you rather than be so set in your ways that you're actually blocking any good energy. Right, right. And I've done a number of things, you know, leading teams and groups internationally uh, and and speaking on leadership and even leading missions trips. And I've had to admonish a number of my Americans that came with me various places that, you know, long messages that I've had to just send a text, write a whole text and then just give them the phone to read this, that you you, you can't just be so set in your ways as an American that, that, that you're, you're offending everyone around you. They're, they're trying to make everything as, as good as they can uh, for you while you're there. And so, yeah, I've, I've been to uh, Istanbul as well in a number of areas around Turkey, just very, very beautiful place mm-hmm. and uh, uh, just amazing. So um, maybe we were like on all the same trips. And, you know, <laughs> we were on the other ferry. We were passing in the, in the canal there, in the channel. That's so funny. <laughs> Okay, you and I need to take a vacation together. We can go do some international business. I love it. Right, right. So I was gonna say, well, a working vacation. Yeah, yeah. Have to do some international business. That's me all the way. My husband says uh, that I'm all about business, and and I am. We've been married for 28 years, so he's he's used to going around with various to various countries with me. So really great. Okay, so you said when we get back, you wanted to talk about what an omni media strategy. Okay, all right. Love it. All right. So you heard it here, folks. We're going to talk about Omnimedia. And you also heard that uh, Katarina and I were going to do some international business. So I'm going to hold her to it. We'll be right back from break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon. Mentor a youth or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning, everyone. We are on our last segment of International Mindset and Global Thinking. We've been having a really great time today with Katerina, and I really appreciate appreciate all of what she shared with us. And she has a few more things she wants to talk to us about media because that is her specialty. So we will just turn it back over to her to get into this last segment. Perfect. So thank you for that, Crystal. You know, we don't have a lot of time here together and there are miles I can take this. I did want to just leave your audience with a few tips as it pertains to getting that exposure internationally. Um, You know, everyone these days has an iPhone. We are all tapped into the internet. We are all being told social media is the way to go. And that's great. There is a time and a place for social media. We're on social media right now. However, If you are looking to really build a brand name for yourself or your business, you must be employing all four pillars of the media. And those four pillars are television, radio, print, and then using digital to leverage and exponentially grow that visibility. So when you develop across all four platforms, we call it an omni-media strategy. And the beautiful thing is that traditional broadcast and digital about 24 months ago, literally merged, meaning the Wall Street Journal that you used to go pick up on the street corner and physically turn the pages of is now the WallStreetJournal.com. Forbes Magazine is now ForbesMagazine.com. NBC is now NBC.com. The beautiful thing is that you actually have the ability to plug into any country via their digital platforms and get that exposure. So it's simply a matter of becoming aware of that. The beautiful thing about gaining the visibility on TV, radio, and print is that it gives your audience that subconscious third-party credibility. It allows them to tap into their mindset and recognize that you've already been vetted by traditional media. And because of that, they are more likely to see you as an authority. Facebook Live is fantastic, don't get me wrong, but Facebook Live is great because we're also on Voice of America. We're also going to be on Good Morning San Diego next week. And we're stacking so that our presence becomes known internationally, globally, and we develop and can build an omni-media presence. So for those of you in business for yourselves, and you know, if you're interested in more, please don't hesitate to contact us because that's what we do. We really design and develop international strategic media concepts that can propel your brand uh, irrespective of what market you want to be in. And that is so, so excellent that you mentioned that because, you know, that's that's a, obviously, you know, one of the main things that you do, but you do so much more uh, related to some of your women initiatives. I want you to just briefly touch on that. But before that, since you've mentioned the, the media part, if you can just verbally give them your, your website or anything you want to give as far as how to get in contact with you. Absolutely. So the simplest way, folks, is to jump over to my website, Katerina360.com. That's K-A-T-E-R-I-N-A 360.com. That site will take you straight into my social media, access to my website, access into my personal calendar. Uh, So that's a one-stop shop, KaterinaKazayas.com. And we can set a time to give you Uh, an assessment on where your media is at and where you'd like it to go. Our expert team operates out of five cities nationally. And um, collectively, we've been in PR for over almost 150 years. So we have a lot of expertise that uh, that is available to those who want it. Well, thank you so much for that. So just in, in some closing comments, because I know you need to, to scoot off, I would like for you to say something related to my focus area. So Soaring with Eagles, we talk a lot about the millionaire, billionaire mindset and you know how people do that and use those resources to give back. Um, and when we're looking at leadership and giving back, is there something that you can say to just help our, our listeners Um, related to that whole give back portion? Yeah, absolutely. You'll see that the people that have the most reflection monetarily on the physical plane are the people who actually contribute the most. Uh, It's a law of compensation. It goes back to the days of Napoleon Hill, Earl, Earl Nightingale, and even further back. And that is you get paid for the service and the value you provide. And when we see people like Oprah Winfrey, she has supported 
the voices of so many people, it's no wonder she's a billionaire. You have somebody like Elon Musk who decided to create an open patent for the Tesla model. He could have done the traditional capitalist uh, you know, shareholder thing. Uh, I'm going to make this patent and I'm going to be the only one with a hydraulic um, car. And instead he opened it up and he said, this, this technology of these, these, these cars, these electric cars can absolutely change the carbon footprint on the planet. Because of that, he is the highest paid CEO on the planet ever. So my point is when you give your ideas, when you give your intention, when you give and are of service and value, it is inevitable that that is going to come back to you. And that's a really different mindset than the way most of us grew up, which was, I better get up that ladder first and then knock it down so the other guy can't get up to where I am. Mm-hmm. There's actually a collective push. And part of what I do is I work with WIFT, which is Women in Television and Film. And we really promote women gaining voices, gaining access to these omnimedia platforms. I also work with a lady named Susan Setton, who is the founder of Smart Women International. And we are developing a conference called Smart Women Rising, which is literally intended to um, stop and minimize global violence against women with the recognition that the more women we can get into business, that we can equip with tools, the better the entire business global economy will become. So educating our girls is something that is going to be very, very important to future generations. And I feel that women like you and I, Crystal, and probably a lot of people, women or men that are on this line with us today, can recognize the importance of really giving back. Um, The more of us that can do that, the better the world will be. And now I sound like an Instagram post, but it's true. It is true. We have to be the change that we want to see in the world, even though that's something that's said time and time again, it's still true. And so uh, thank you for being on with us today. We had a lot of great nuggets. I'm going to have to actually go back and listen to the show myself to to get some of those, but I really appreciate it. And um, we'll talk more offline about some of my women's initiatives and girls initiatives with uh, Echelon Leadership Institute. And uh, we'll just see where that takes us. So Thank you. You have an awesome, awesome day. It's been great speaking with you and um, we'll uh, look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. So Voice America, we would like to just thank those who are still on. And um, it was a really great show with with uh, Katerina and she'll be logging off here in just in just one moment. So um, what I'm going to do is just hold up for those who are watching and will be watching on Zoom. This was some of uh, our sponsors that we had that were with us uh, this past weekend when we had our charity benefit for the homeless and needy families. So I would just like to thank you all for your support. Hopefully that's up high enough for if you're actually watching the Zoom, you'll be able to get that. But um, we had uh, Phoenix Drone Pros. We also had Carrie Conley. Just Serve is a big, big sponsor for us. Voice America was a huge sponsor. And we also had Sigma and Bar S for a lot of our meat donations. So we really appreciate that. Lead Up for Women with Colleen Biggs. Uh, Just super, super excited to have her be there. That was her first time coming and she's all excited about continuing to work with that organization. And then... We would like to thank uh, Sigma Gamma Rho for being there. Uh, They are always a part of what we do in Midwest Food Bank and just a whole number of other people. Oh, we don't want to forget to mention Angel from the Shine On movement. And um, I apologize if there's anyone else I missed. There were a number of people that that helped uh, for this particular weekend. And so on Soaring with Eagles, today's show was about the international mindset. And it was about global thinking. And you really have to have that flexibility. You have to be able to develop confidence in whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, was one thing that Katarina said, as well as uh, have the charisma. And then there's a number of things that we have to do in order to make sure that when we go to any place, when we go to any place, whether it's here in the United States or overseas, is that we use all of what we have in order to be able to present um, the best us, okay? I need to present the best me. You need to present the best you. So doing that research on an international level uh, really helps you with that. 
understanding the culture, understanding how they do business, understanding what things may be uh, okay to do and not okay to do from a body language perspective. And then even understanding how to eat and how they eat, because when you're going to be somewhere else, you may be sitting down with some some colleagues or maybe people that you just met. And it's important for you to, to have an understanding of, of how to, to break bread with people. And uh, whether using the utensils or not in certain situations, or uh, if there's courses in the meal, how you go about doing that. So all of these things are things that are actually related to mindset and also related to leadership. Because if you are going there by yourself, uh, it could be that you may end up working on some other projects with these people or even leading these people. Or it could be that you are a public speaker and you're going to be speaking to them. And so you have to have a mind that is flexible enough to change up your style and to change up even some of the things that you may have thought about those cultures to be able to to really fit in well enough to have them receive you properly, okay? It's all about being genuine and about being yourself, but having enough flexibility in your personality to change whatever it is that you need to change in order to fit in enough for them to be able to accept what it is that you're saying. And so we talked a little bit about being authentic and about being real in your conversation and just really having uh, those characteristics that are important in order to be able to do well in international business. So uh, if you would like to get in touch with uh, Katerina, she gave her information related to Katerina360.com, I believe. And um, we'll just go back and make sure that that is correct and have where we can share that information with you. Now on next week, we're going to be uh, talking to Steve and he is a person who has done a lot in media and a lot of areas as well. And he's put out a book, a recent book called One Habit. And so he's talked to 100 people that are very happy and successful and what they've done to implement their main one habit to make their life be fulfilling. And so I'm very excited to have him on the show on next week. We have a number of great shows uh, lined up for you related to our focus for this uh, particular season on mindset and leadership, okay? And so we do have where we're coming to the end of this year. So we're going to have a big push next year related to Echelon Leadership Institute and focusing more on boys and girls, but having a number of girl initiatives and women initiatives. So I'm very excited. Uh, we're in the planning stages of a number of things, as, as a lot of companies are, related to planning for 2020. 2020 is going to be a big year, a lot going on. So you'll want to make sure that you have uh, had these events on your calendar because there's going to be a lot going on next year. We appreciate all that Voice America has done to help sponsor um, the charity benefit that we just did with Full Color Movement. And if you still would like to donate to our end of year drive, we're just trying to raise $30,000 for scholarships for transportation and uh, scholarships for at-risk youth. And you can go to fullcolormovement.com. That's fullcolormovement.com. Or if you want to get more information on how to work with me uh, and build up your leadership skills or, or start your business, that would be buildthatbiz.com. That's buildthatbiz.com. That is the end of our show for today. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.